Oh! Oh, the Patriots! Oh, the Patriots lost, finally! I'm sure all of you uh, Seattle friends, most of the people I'm around out here probably happy about that. It's nice to see them lose once in a while, you know? Obviously, I'm a big New England Patriots fan. And uh, they're 10-2 and two this year, but every time they looked at an opponent that seems like they know how to play football, uh, they've had a hard time. I don't mean anything bad against the rest of the teams in the league, but I, I mean, if you just look at the Patriots' schedule, they haven't faced a tough opponent except for two times, and those are their two losses. So we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Um, it's all good though. Yeah, who's that? Uh, uh, I am into a yoga class and he, rehabbing my ACL. So I go to this yoga class. I started out doing it a couple of years ago, um, not really knowing what it was. <laughs> Sounds like I'm getting into Scientology or something. Um, so I started going to this yoga class, hot yoga. It's called Bikram Yoga. I had no idea what Bikram meant. I thought Bikram was a, I don't know, like a style of yoga or something. Like people say vinyasa or hatha. I, I know these things now, but I that's what I thought it was. I didn't know it was a person's name. So obviously this documentary on Netflix is out now about how Bikram is... Um, questionable character for sure accused sexual predator um, moved to India fled the country uh, not doesn't look good for him right the facts of the case don't look good for him um, so a lot of places changed their name right because he was basically like the McDonald's of yoga he showed up in the 70s or something and opened a yoga studio in Hollywood and got all the celebrities into it and blah, blah, blah. Franchised it, charged to go to the teacher training. Doesn't make any money off of the individual franchises. The only way that he made money was off of the teacher training. So and in order to get a Bikram Yoga studio, you had to go to the training, whatever. So now you see Bikram Yoga everywhere. And again, it's just 90 minutes of aerobic stretching. Uh, it's really good for rehab. And I've done the yoga classes in other places that do like the hot 26 and stuff like that. And just it's not as good. Like those postures in that particular way that it's done is really good. And it goes beyond the person that made it popular. I don't know. Whatever. Like I, I'm not. I'm not there for the philosophy or anything other than the fact that I hurt my knee and I can get a sweat on and feel like I got a workout <clears throat> while I'm doing all these things to help build strength in my leg. So that's the reason why I like it. But with this documentary out, it's super uncomfortable. You go into the class and they're just like defending themselves against the pervy yoga guy but whatever I, I i it's i'm not sure why i'm even talking about it on the podcast but um yeah 
that's that's what's on my mind. Anyway, I um, just more proof to multiply everything I say by zero. I have no idea what I'm doing on LinkedIn. I made a post the other day uh, that I thought was going to do really well, and it did not. So I'm learning more about what they want to see and what, what works and what doesn't work. The post that I made that didn't work was um, it was a video of my dog with some text at the top that had my phone number in it. You know, I listed three things like, here's my phone number. Call me if you're an SDR Two, this episode is coming out tomorrow. And three, look at this video of my dog. And I thought for sure, like this is going to be a smashing success. I'm posting my phone number on LinkedIn publicly. Um, you know, putting myself out there that I'm going to give SDRs motivation. And that makes me feel good when I get positive results from that. So I'm going to do that again. And, and look at my dog. I mean, how could you not look at my dog? Turns out people don't care about that as much as I thought, right? Like I'm trying to use LinkedIn like a social platform and maybe we're not there yet. That's one thing. Another thing is the video, it was 15 seconds and I think it's harder to get views on a video in the feed these days. I think that the text posts do a lot better, faster. So if I had just made a text post with my phone number, it, it gets a lot more views faster. Like over the course of the day, I still accumulated a bunch of likes and comments and whatever because, I mean, it was a video of my dog doing a trick. Like who doesn't like that? But for whatever reason... Um, it didn't get fed into the feed the way that I thought. Like at the end of the day, it had like a couple of hundred views instead of a couple thousand. Uh, so it's continued experimentation. It's, it's like, you know, it's a work in progress. I wanted to go a little bit more deep, like uh, into how I'd look at LinkedIn and the posts and comments and building up that reputation score and all that. But in reality, I, I really don't have the answers. I, like, I can tell you how I think about it, though. Um, I imagine that there's, like, this point system. And I'm completely making all this up. But I've been able to get some good results. Um, some bad, too. I guess mixed results. But, in, I mean, I've had been able to reliably make posts that, that get a lot of visibility, which is something that's valuable to people. In in order to get that visibility, you have to increase your social score, your important score, by accumulating points, by making posts and comments. Like every time you leave a – let's just imagine, right, like what variables they could have in this data structure, like in the, in the algorithm that – like this set of repeatable – the repeatable process, the set of steps that – the computer is looking at to determine um, what to show you in the feed according to your network, how it's going to rank the posts that, that get shown up in the feed, right? So, like, there's there's two objectives when you make a post. One is that you want, it, you want the algorithm to place you high in the feed and you it to show your post to a lot of people. So you want to show up high in the feed across the network and across other people's networks also. Um, and then you want to have content in there that people are going to want to engage with, that they're either going to like or leave a comment or 
share with other people or reference or is going to transmit some kind of information that you would like you know, uh, you have an event that you're trying to promote or a product that you're trying to promote or a concept or you're trying to establish thought leadership or something like this. So like last time I talked about how the the post has one type of score and then the person that posted at the account has another type of score. So like you are the account, every time you make a post, let's say you get a point and then let's say every time someone likes uh, puts a like or you know a heart on that it gets another point right so if you get 10 if you make a post and you get 10 likes you're up to 11 points let's say every time somebody makes a comment you get two points so if you get you know 10 likes and five comments you're up to 21 points total if you get a share i think shares are worth less I I just do I think that the way that they're structuring the um, reward system in the algorithm is that is that content that keeps you scrolling uh, through the feed and that's unique content that's new content is is more valuable so things that are reposted or links that direct you to outside of LinkedIn um, isn't doesn't work as well right like typically with social media like facebook in order to you know facebook or reddit or something like that or myspace a long time ago people would post links in order to get likes you'd find stuff on the internet and then show it to your friends be like look at this site look at this cool thing i found and then that would get a lot of likes that doesn't work on linkedin linkedin wants you to create the content and post it uh and and make it engaging and make other people want to look for it and, and look, you know, uh, keep going back to, to the site for that kind of stuff. Um, so if you think about like, if you think about what the objective of, of the site is what the objective, you know, what they're trying to accomplish, they're trying to get ad revenue and they're trying to get premium subscriptions and they're trying to, you know, make as much money as they can with getting users using the platform. So, um, like I, I imagine a point system in my head every time I'm doing something like if I make, um, you know, a, a, a post that is text based, it seems like it works better because that's unique content that, um, keeps somebody scrolling through the feed. Now they also want you to use the other media forms that are, that, that you can post like, you know, uh, slides or, um, uh, native video content, right? But, I'm also finding that the people that consistently post video content are getting their videos to show up more often in the feed. Whereas if I randomly take a video of something, it doesn't just take off immediately. It's the people that post videos every week that they're, they're getting a lot of views like really quickly. And obviously that space is getting really competitive. Like people are in, in now investing into the videos that they're producing. Um, comments, similarly, like every time you leave a comment, and somebody likes it, like it, it that's in adding another point, right? So you leave a comment, you get a point. Somebody likes it, you get another point, right? So if you leave a comment, it gets 15 points. Well, there's 16 points added into your social score for the week, right? Like it, it, it feel it also feels like that um, LinkedIn is very much so like, what have you done for me lately? Like you need to stay consistent on the platform. So even if you're not making a post every day, you're 
leaving some kind of a comment or liking or interacting or like doing something on the platform uh, on a like a rolling base, like just a consistent basis, right? Doesn't necessarily need to be the same a post at the same time every morning. Um, some people like to do it that way because you can set it up with an app. But if you're like me and you spend a lot of time scrolling through the feed and figuring, uh, you know, figuring out what the best way to get your content out is, um, the yeah, that's that's really the way that I think about it. Right. So a post with a link to an external site does not do as well. The algorithm, the way that the the computer is reading that post, um, doesn't like it as much. So what are the things that you can control? Like how many hashtags you use, whether or not there's a link to an external site. Um, if you want to promote something that ha that does have a link, put the link in the comments. You see people do that all the time. One, it, it adds a comment to your post. And two, um, you know, you, you, it, it's the, the post itself won't get dragged down as much. Uh, this is just what my experience has been, right? So like even advertising my own podcast, I would rather advertise it by taking a picture of myself recording the podcast, posting about it, making a text post about like what's in the episode and then directing people to search for it and like don't even put a link to where it is. Like people will be able to find it if they want to go and listen to it. And then that post is going to be a lot more visible than if I just linked directly to the Spotify Do I think that's gaming the system? No, I think that's just thinking about how to use the platform to its fullest capability to get it to do what you want to do. All right, that's it. That's all I got. I got to go. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.